On this episode of the Fantasy Draft Room Podcast, Chase and I do a value-based mock draft using the Sleeper platform. If you want to follow along with the draft board, you can do that over at YouTube at the Fantasy Draft Room or on Twitter where we went live at underscore TFDR. We hope you tune in, and if not, you can stay right here and we'll get into the show shortly. Welcome into the show. We live in a different world than we did just 30 seconds ago. It's a different world, it's a different day, but we are back on the Fantasy Draft Room Podcast. Welcome to the Fantasy Draft Room. I am Trophy Chase. You can find me on Twitter at Trophy Chase, TFDR. And as always, my main man, Cody, where can they find you at? Yeah, at Cody Smith TFDR over on Twitter. You can check out all of our content. The combined account is at underscore TFDR on Twitter. Hopefully you're catching this live on YouTube at the Fantasy Draft Room. And check out the podcast if you want to listen to that format. Wherever you find your podcast, we should be there. If we're not, let us know. We'll try to get it there. And we are live for the first time. So uh, for anyone that is in here, Welcome. Thank you so much for joining us. We have a fun episode here as we are five weeks in to the NFL season. We are going to be doing a player value mock draft of sorts. Uh, Just going to assess and kind of go back and forth, look at some of the players in Dynasty, where they're at now, and kind of discuss the risers and fallers and some of the the guys that uh, we should be looking to acquire right now in dynasty anything you want to add to that one yeah we're going to go back and forth make the picks so it's almost going to kind of be like our rankings but we're going to be going back and forth so you'll get a mix of my rankings you'll get a mix of chase's rankings and we're going to go back and forth make the picks see where you know all these old vet quarterbacks have fallen down to see where our wide receiver heavy strategy has lifted our wide receivers up into see who's the tight end one anymore it's a We'll see who makes that pick first, maybe. Uh, it should be really fun. I don't I don't think I've seen anybody else do anything like this. So we're going to give it a shot, see how it goes, and hopefully you all enjoy. And next week we are going to be doing a eight-round full-on mid-season mock draft. So if you are interested in being a part of this mock draft, find us on Twitter. Let us know. We'll make sure we get you the sleeper link. You have to be available and ready to go. We we don't want any slackers. So let's kick things off here. Uh, who are you taking at the Mystery 101 spot right now? Uh, it's a Mystery 101, but it ain't much of a mystery. I think everybody knows who the 101 is. It is the absolute locked and loaded fantasy quarterback one for the entirety of the year outside of injury he's going to keep doing that for a long time we hope and i'd love to watch josh allen throw the ball all over the field run the ball like a power back he is probably the most dynamic and fun player to watch in the nfl right now yeah absolutely no doubt about it i don't think anything's changed between the offseason and right now uh i'm with you in lockstep so i do have a change at, at the second slot though And it might surprise some, but I don't think there's any way you can deny Lamar Jackson and what he's done this year. Uh, He's kind of quieted the critics, the the people that have doubted him. Yeah, he doesn't have a contract, but I have no doubt in my mind that this man with his rushing upside, I mean, even rushing floor, like there's no such thing as a bad week with Lamar Jackson. And 
I, I'm going to take that. If he stays in Baltimore, which I hope he does, they're going to continue to build that offense. They're going to continue to thrive. I just, I, I have to take Lamar, man. Yeah. And this is one of the few picks we tried to keep most of these picks to ourselves beforehand, but this is one of the few picks we did talk about of, you know, who do you have at the QB two? And I was right there with you kind of surprised you as well. You know, I'm, I've got Lamar right there too, as well. It's just that rushing floor, man. It's weak. It's week over week consistency where Mahomes or Herbert or somebody could get shut down for a week with, you know, that too high coverage that everybody in the NFL apparently can't play against anymore. Lamar Jackson doesn't care when it's too high. It just opens up more running lanes for him. So Lamar Jackson, yeah, uh, he may have a you know shorter shorter shelf life at the quarterback position than some of these other guys, but I don't think it matters. I think you still got to go Lamar with his just base floor and his upside is just super high. Two to three year windows can't pass on that. So exactly. yeah, lo- what do you got at three here? At three, I'm going to go with the guy who was jumped by the other guy. I'm going to go with Patrick Mahomes. Uh, uh, Patrick Mahomes, he's done it for longer. I've seen the consistency. I've seen the production. I still have some concerns about LAC's you know, future as just a team overall. Brandon Staley, I know for fantasy, we kind of like it going for two every play and not kicking field goals, but uh, going for it on fourth down, not kicking field goals, going for two at the goal line. But for the long-term stability of his NFL career, I, I can't pass up. I know I know it's two to three-year windows, but Patrick Mahomes and Herbert are just neck and neck for me, and that is one of the few cases where I will actually take the long-term stability that I see with Patrick Mahomes compared to Justin Herbert. Yeah, I'll, I'm taking you know, Justin Herbert at number four here. I do have those two guys the exact same uh, back and forth. I have I, – I go back and forth, I should say. Like Justin Herbert, obviously an elite talent. He's he's showing do it all, and he's so young. But I am worried. I am worried that he's going to potentially have another offensive coordinator um, within the first four years of his his you know playing time in the NFL. Patrick Mahomes has got stability at the coaching staff. They just need weapons, and he's producing really well this year with the limited weapons that he does have. Travis Kelsey's still around. Like, give me that two to three year window with him. I can't argue with you on either one of those guys. So uh, it's pretty, pretty status quo for the first four here. Yep. I think it is status quo and five is where we see the first big movement from, uh, from my pick because at five jumping all the way up into this top six range it is going to be the QB of a Mr. Where is he? A Mr. Jalen hurts. He's been absolutely on fire so far this year, and there's no reason for it to stop. He secured his long-term contract. They brought in A.J. Brown. We've seen Smitty being the one even to pop off over the last couple of weeks. Dallas Goddard, I mean, he's even risen an incredible amount of my rankings since the preseason just because of the amount that this offense is great. I mean, Miles Sanders is even good in this offense. Jalen Hurts has taken this offense to a whole new level, and he's taken himself all the way up to the 105, or not the 105 in terms of value for me. Yeah, no arguments here either. I I, I, I have Kyler ahead of him just because he does have a, the contract locked in for sure. I still think Jalen Hurts gets his contract. I don't see why they wouldn't at this point. But yeah, I uh, I love what Jalen Hurts has done. You know, Ray has talked about it all offseason that, you know, A.J. Brown is going to do for Jalen Hurts what Stephon Diggs did for Josh Allen, and he absolutely has. 
it's elevated everyone on that team. It's just a, a, another weapon that they have to throw the ball to. That run game is prolific. You know, Devonta Smith is is an elite talent on his own. So you have two alpha wide receivers, a really good tight end. That run game, yeah, I I have no reason to to think that Jalen Hurts is going to slow down. So, yep, I'm with you there. And and like I put there, Kyler Murray. I have those two back to back. Same kind of thing. Rushing upside. They, he has weapons there. He's looked really good with Hollywood. They're about to get, you know, D hop back. That offense is going to be fun to watch. Their defense is awful. So it's going to be the Kyler Murray show. Let's see what happens there. Yeah. So going back to those two, though, just breaking down these two, because I was I obviously had the first pick here. So I, I had Jalen Hurts above Kyler Murray. You, you actually still have Kyler Murray above Jalen Hurts. I have them back to back. You could go either way, and it's purely because of the contract. Um, I, I, it's it's a small thing, but I have them back to back. So, to me, it's nitpicky, like when yeah. it comes to those two. Yeah, for me, it's just the rushing upside that I've seen this year. Kyler Murray has not rushed the ball anywhere near the amount that he has in the past, and I know it's better for his long-term durability, but Jalen Hurts with a floor of just like almost 10 rushes a week, I just can't pass that up compared to Kyler Murray who looks told, being told not to run right now. I'm just going to take that floor. And while he does have the, doesn't have the contract yet, I just can't see a world outside of injury that he doesn't get it. Yep. I, I'm with you. I do agree. I just had to go based on today. And you are right. Like Kyler isn't running as much this year. I do think it's to preserve him for the second half of the season where we've, you know, consistently seen his call of duty struggles. So, you know, we'll, <laughs> we'll see, we'll see what continues on for, for Kyler, but I think that's a locked in top six. Like you, you can't argue one way or the other. Uh, you can kind of put them in any order you want and make yourself happy uh, with that top six. So where are you at yeah. at number seven? Uh, real quick, just before I make yeah. this pick at the seventh, um, some people might be questioning why you don't have a you know a Kyle Pitts or a running back or really any other position other than quarterback, and it's because these guys are just in an absolute different tier than everybody else right now. It, there's no positional value that I can get anywhere else that's close to what a top six quarterback is in the league right now. I don't care if it's Jonathan Taylor. I don't care if it's Kyle Pitts, Mark Andrews. I don't care if it's the guy that I am going to take here at seven, though. And the wide receiver one, not the running back one, Justin Jefferson coming off the board with the seventh highest value player in Dynasty right now for me. Yeah, Justin Justin Jefferson is absolutely the Cooper Cup of the Minnesota Vikings. And he's so young, so prolific. I I can't argue with with him going off the board here. And as you said, with, with the top six there, I think there's clearly a tier break between the six and what we're about to get into. So, yeah, give me the best position player there is in football. Justin Jefferson, man, he's going to get his 10 targets a game and do work. Yeah, it's uh, it's really just he's so much better. And we've seen a clear separation, in my opinion, from him and Jamar Chase with Chase's production struggles over the first five games of the season, that Justin Jefferson is a good, good bit ahead of, uh, of Chase, in my opinion. So who do you now, have here at the eight? Yeah, my next pick here is going to surprise some people. Um, I do have Deshaun Watson. And the reason why I put him in this, this next tier with, you know, just below the top six, one, he could easily elevate himself back into that top six if he is what he was prior to the year off, the suspension. And with that that run game that they have already and how Jacoby Brisket has looked, that 
that team with Deshaun Watson could be incredible. So I, I'm excited to see what he can do when he gets on the field with them. Uh, it is kind of a gamble pick, but when when you're looking at the the tier of quarterbacks that we're in, he for me he was head and shoulders above the the next group with you know your your non mobile guys, and he's a guy that you could see crack this top six. So uh, I wanted to take him here. I still think he's super valuable. He's about to you know he, five games away, six games away from coming back. So I'm taking Deshaun Watson. I'm leaving him up here um, at at the eight slot. Yeah, I think we've gotten close enough to the point of his comeback to where it's okay to start putting him back up to this range. You're really not missing much, especially, you know, if we're going to talk about it in a team aspect, you're, you've already known that your team isn't going to compete this year. You're fine just punting for the year and taking it to Sean Watson, or maybe you're fine getting him for a playoff push, although I'm not really in on a playoff push because he's you know, he has not played football for a long time at this point. But I do think you're right in that he, if he comes back anything close to the level that he was performing at whenever he was still playing in Houston, he should get himself back into this top six mix, top seven mix of the top end quarterbacks. Yep. Got some right. rest to shake off, but let's see where you're at at number nine. Yeah. Number nine. I know I said there was a clear separation between the two of them, but there's not that much separation. He hasn't fallen past the second wide receiver overall. It's still Jamar chase. The talent is undeniable. Cincinnati hasn't been good so far this season. He's been getting double, triple teamed. We've seen that Joe Burrow still refuses to take the checkdowns and you know doesn't really like targeting anybody else but Jamar Chase. So he's still going to get his, and eventually I do think this offense will figure it out. Jamar Chase will get himself back up into the top two, maybe top five, uh, you know, end of season type of player. Yeah, he's just too good. And they'll figure out how to beat the cover two at some point this season. So I'm with you. Take Jamar Chase. I do have actually him. Uh, I have him just behind who I'm taking here at 10. I have Mark Andrews all the way up here in the first round, top 10 player. He's a true difference maker at the position, not only just tight in, but he is one of the most elite wide receivers out there as well and we're doing this as a tight end premium as well looking at tight end premium value because that's how most of the leagues are that we're in and i don't think you can not have him up here in a top 10 value dynasty right now yeah he's my tight end one as well right now i've moved kyle pitts down uh hopefully if you were lucky enough to have a Kyle Pitts share in the offseason, you could down tier to Mark Andrews and pick up a first probably. I mean, it's it's incredible the value that we were placing on Kyle Pitts without him ever really performing. And while I do think Kyle Pitts is still a great player, I need to see some sort of production before I'm going to start spending three firsts on him again like some people were doing in the offseason. So Mark Andrews, we've seen it for year over year over year. He's attached to our QB2 in value right now with Lamar Jackson at – there's no wide receiver that's going to supplant Andrews as his favorite target in that offense. So as long as, as long as Lamar is there, Mark Andrews is, is the tight end one in dynasty. There was a stat that we were looking at the other or just yesterday and Mark Andrews is the first and only tight end to have over a 30% target market share for his team ever. And absolutely incredible. He's improving on what he did last year. So Sky is the limit for that guy. Mark Andrews, gimme, gimme. Yes, sir. Let's get into one of the, probably one of the oldest players. I think so. Yeah, definitely going to be the, I think the oldest player that we're going to have on this board so far, at least. It's undeniable 
the amount of talent that Cooper Cup is putting on the field right now. I don't care what his age is. If you're going to give me that level of production week over week over week, I don't care how long it lasts for. I will ride him into the dust until he falls apart. Cooper Cup is an absolute beast for fantasy football, and he is my wide receiver three. Wow. My, definitely my wide receiver three as well. Did not expect to see Cooper Cup going in the first round, but the production is going to be there. He is going to be a top three overall wide receiver for the next three years. So I can't debate it. I have him just a slight bit lower uh, going off at the, the 202 spot, but really any guy in this range that you look at, like my, the, the guy that I have in your place is Joe Burrow. Uh, you know, just looking at the the quarterback scarcity, you know, would I rather have, you know, a quarterback of Joe Burrow or a guy like Cooper Cup? I, I personally leaned a little bit more towards the quarterback position going for Burrow. So for for you to have him there, though, I can't argue like win now teams like he he is super valuable. He's going to put up points. Man, fun pick. Did not expect <laughs> that. We did not. We did not see each other's board. So this has been fun. Yeah, I, I absolutely love this. You do have Burrow here coming in at what would have been your 111, now currently the 112 for our combined board. Is that correct? That is correct. So Joe Burrow, you know, he was going way too high. And you, you had a great article that you wrote about, you know, how you actually projected Joe Burrow to be QB, I believe, 13 or 14 um, this season. And you, you, you looked at some of the numbers. Great article if you have a chance to read it. But he... He's a good quarterback. He's really struggled against the cover, too. They, they've had their struggles in this offense this year, and it's really shown. But he's still a second-tier quarterback. You know, I, I clump those top six together. You can break those guys down into tiers however you'd like. But basically, you know, I have the Joe Burrow with, you know, Watson, Dak, you know, T-Law type range. Like, it's not pretty, but he's the best of the rest right now. And I think having Joe Burrow – at that point, you know, you, you gotta you gotta appreciate that he's still a top end QB. Yeah, and in terms of just positional value, I, he was actually still my next quarterback off the board. Awesome. Um, I didn't think I would have him there, but man, some of these older vet QBs have just not lived up to the production that we thought we were going to see from them. So, Joe Burrow is, uh, you know, obviously I had him ranked down there pretty low on the season, or at least in my projections. So, uh, I wasn't that high on him, but man, out of just true necessity or true lack of anybody else to go above him. Yeah. He's my, he's my QB eight as well. Um, and then right after him though, we do have the first running back off the board and it's close, but I couldn't pass up Jonathan Taylor yet. <laughs> I'm goddamn scared about it, but he still holds immense value in the community. He's going to hold that at least for the rest of this year, or at least, you know, halfway through this year, unless he keeps performing at this clip. But I think he's going to come back off the injury. Hopefully he gets a little bit more time to heal up, get 100%. Maybe this offense can figure some things out as well. And I think Jonathan Taylor, he's still an elite talent. And I think he, I think him and this offense can at least turn it around a little bit to where Jonathan Taylor can still hold RB1 value. Yeah, Jonathan Taylor is a supreme talent. He needs to get healthy. If you have Jonathan Taylor and he does go off for 150 and two touchdowns like he's fully capable of, sell him. Please sell him. 
his value going into this year was never higher. Like people were taking him in the top five of a startup. Like his value has never been higher. And, and, and you know, we're, we're kind of having the realization that, yeah, he's young, but running backs tend to get hurt. If you can still get that full three first value for Jonathan Taylor, take it and run, get yeah. out. But yeah, I, I'm with you. Jonathan Taylor's still up there. He's my running back one. It just, it, it when you see a guy like that talented hurt right now. And if you're an owner of him, there's nothing you can really do because people are going to try and buy him for the cheap. So uh, yeah, I'll roll away from the, the running back one into what we're going to have as QB nine, I believe. And that's going to be one Dak Prescott. And this closes off for me, the quarterback range of where I like him remotely comfortable. Um, these are the guys like you see this board right here. You see these nine quarterbacks and like, that's it. There's not a lot else that that is out there that you feel comfortable having. And, and this is Dak being injured right now. I fully expect he's going to come back and he's going to be ready to go. I'm not worried about Cooper rush. <laughs> not worried about anything no. that Jerry Jones says. There's no quarterback controversy here. Dak Prescott is, is still in that tier with Joe Burrow. He's the, the last of that group. And he just he he still has immense value. He's one of those guys that if you have Dak Prescott, you can use to package up with something to get into that top six tier. But you don't want to down tier from him. We we've seen the mistakes of down tiering this year, and this is kind of that last guy for me. Or where are you at with this quarterback room? Yeah, I think I think what you're looking at on the board is the tier that you want to move up into. I don't care about making a tier up at literally any other to any other quarterback really. And I definitely don't want to down tier off of these guys. Like if you're down tiering, you better be getting an absolute haul, but we were seeing in the off season, you know, like say like Kyler in a first for, or Kyler for Matt Stafford in a first down tiers and just the amount of value blasted away off your team is so heavy right now after these that it seemed like a good process to go after these vet old vet qbs that we thought were just going to produce you know back end qb1 numbers but we've seen this year they have not been doing that the point per game difference between these upper echelon guys and those guys is just too much to separate they're separated by a lot right now and you don't want to be outside of this tier with in a super flex, if you have if you don't have a guy in this tier, it is hard to compete right now. Yeah, I I'm with you 100. I was victim of tearing off of you know Kyler Murray and and Joe Burrow this offseason and, and doing exactly what you said. I went out and got Russ and Stafford, and I you know got the plus of course, made me feel good at the time. But you can bet your ass I am not feeling good today. So yeah, who you got at the ten slot here, or I guess the the two oh three. 203 slot we're gonna we're gonna make this board a little pretty and we're gonna get get a line going he, his value has tanked but it hasn't tanked that much he's still an amazing talent we just need to see him produce hopefully he gets a quarterback kyle pitts off the board get marcus mariota and for the actually while we're at it get arthur smith out of there too let's get let's get some new regime in there let's get a get a reset you've got a great great setup with him and drake london running your passing attack Let's get a guy in there who will pass the ball, get some creative play calling in there, and get him a hopefully get him a rookie or a vet or somebody who can who can actually deliver him the ball. 
Yeah, we were looking at some stats with Kyle Pitts, and his target share is there. The problem is it's a super low-volume offense, and you have Marcus Mariota, who's one of the most inefficient quarterbacks throwing him the football. Uh, still a supreme talent. Uh, as, as you mentioned, you, you really can't get anything better than this, but tight ends take time to develop. It takes time for these guys to put up the fantasy points that we want. And we got spoiled last year with with Pitts' production thinking, all right, he's going to take a step forward. He's going to score more touchdowns, right? But Mariota, we, we, you know, we all kind of assumed that there would be a, a better quarterback situation. It just, it just got way worse. So, yeah, I'm with you. I have Kyle Pitts actually in the exact same slot. Uh, no arguments here on his value. I think it's going to continue to stay sky high, just like my next guy here. One. AJ Brown. Okay. That dude. And we've had him in a, not just we, like the dynasty community has had him as a top five dynasty wide receiver for a long time. And it, you know, the injuries kept happening. It just never really fully clicked in Tennessee. And he, he's really stepped up this, this season. The, the target share is there. The opportunity is there. Jalen hurts. I, I just, I love me some AJ Brown. The dude is on the field. Put him on my roster right now. Yeah, for me being an absolute AJ Brown stan, uh, everybody's trying to trade for him in one of our joint leagues in the Heisman, and uh, I, I'm always just nope, can't do it, can't do it. So I thought I was one of the highest. Apparently, you're even higher than me. So that's that's pretty cool to see. Uh, I'm glad we're, glad we're both on the AJ Brown train. It's that wide receiver love, man. I, I can't I can't get away from it, and and you'll kind of see a trend as as I keep going here. But uh, who you got next? Yeah, we're gonna stay on the wide receiver trend, and I like my old guys. There's a uh, now another elite quarterback. It is going to be attached to Stephon Diggs for the rest of his career, just like Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup. Same argument as Cup. I don't really need to go into it again. Stephon Diggs is absolutely elite and I will ride him until he dies. He was my next wide receiver on the board as well. Uh, Stephon Diggs, like very, very next in the rankings for me too. Love Stephon Diggs. He was my biggest buy this offseason for whatever reason people were out on him. I get the age aspect, and I know wide receivers fall off after a certain point, but man, he is signed with Josh Allen through his what's supposed to be his career through his you know 32 year old season so he's got three more years on top of this current season tied to josh allen he's going to be a top six wide receiver every single season as long as he's on the field and healthy yeah dude give me stefan Diggs. i'm so happy you have him up here I, I was i was really worried that i was going to be the one to spoil that but i am good for you man good for nope. you I, I actually have him over aj brown so yeah, uh, have him over AJ Brown, and in that same projection model that uh put Burrow out as QB 13, Stefan Diggs, wide receiver two. Love it, love to see it. We hit a we hit a spot here in the draft where, like, for me, I looked at everything and I was like, this is getting I don't want to say gross because, like, obviously, there's still a lot of talent on the board, but like, I have to take Trevor Lawrence right here. Like, I have to take Trevor Lawrence, and it, it feels so bad to do. He's he's improved. The The offense has gotten better. It's not like he's looking like a world beater, but in terms of, like, the quarterback value and, and where we're at with some of the players, I mean, he's QB 10, and I never thought I'd be saying that right now. Like, the, the quarterback landscape has changed so much, 
and T-Law is my quarterback 10 sitting here in the middle of the second round. I mean, I don't know. Where did you have T-Law at? I just, I'm just curious to see if I'm, if I'm a bit higher than you. You are much higher than me. I didn't have <laughs> T-Law for another like 12, 13, 14 picks. See, I, I had him up here because of the guy I have next on my board. I just I couldn't justify it, uh, but I'll let you take take the next pick here. But I just have I have too many too much love for quarterbacks, and it kind of is my last of the of this tier two. Like it's yeah, it's, it's so bad. I understand it. It's just like like we were talking about with the true gap at quarterback. I filled a yep. lot. I filled a lot of picks in before. There's only one other quarterback that I have kind of in this next couple of picks and a lot of space until the next round of quarterbacks go. I just, I, I know it's scarce. I know it's the quarterback position in Superflex, but I'm going to pick guys that are jumping up the boards. He's also jumping up a lot. It is going to be, I would have to scroll for a while to find him. Brees Hall, rookie running back phenom, looks absolutely amazing so far this year. It looks like he's taking over unless Michael Carter vultures two of his touchdowns like he did this week. I mean, his game his game line, his fantasy score would have been absolutely insane if he had been able to punch those two in and they hadn't been stolen from him. But Brees Hall, an absolute talent. This is one of the guys you can actually buy in on youth. The community is going to absolutely love him and his value. Um, he, this is where I start being okay with taking running backs over the wide receivers in this range. We talked about Brees Hall a lot when the NFL draft happened and saying that he's already dynasty RB six and people were like, Oh, that's kind of crazy. That's kind of wild. Like how can you put him up there? And he's never played a snap in the NFL running back two right now, running back two. He's getting the passing work. The, the the touchdowns will come. He looks great. I I, I do have him as my RB three, but I, I he's right there. And and I, I'm just going to tell you the next pick because that's I, I, it's my running back two, which is Saquon Barkley. And the only reason I'm doing Saquon Saquon this high is he's just he's done it before. He's healthy and he's doing it again. And you talk about old guys. I know he's an older running back, but the dude's just built different, man. And I, I just have such a hard time passing up on a guy like Saquon's talent. He just, he looks electric. He looks like he's a man amongst boys when you watch, like if you watch that Packers uh, Giants game and just the way he ran and, and how quick he was and just how big he is. If he can stay healthy, he's my, he's my running back too. Yeah, and the only reason I don't have him up there, I agree with the production take. It's kind of like my take with Cup and Diggs. I just have a little bit more faith that they're going to stay healthy. If oh, Saquon yeah. takes an injury, he's done. Uh, he's yep. just done. So I fully understand having him up there. I just have some concerns and you know, overall. But, man, from where he started off in my rankings and in, my, in <laughs> what it was valuing before the season compared to now, yeah, he has absolutely flown up my board. So He's probably one of my biggest – biggest jumper this this first five weeks of the season was Saquon I mean he he was people were writing him off uh, he definitely jumped up the board quite a bit at least as far as uh you know RB12 to RB2 for me yep and I'm gonna go 
move this pick into the next guy that I have. I actually still have him above Saquon, mm-hmm. and it's one of the younger running backs. that's still like a little bit of youth on my team. It's going to be Swift. I know he's hurt right now, but he should be back after the bye. I still love, I still love DeAndre Swift. I love the talent. I know what we're seeing from the production of the replacements right now, but I, I still can't get myself away from he doesn't even need the touches. He was dominating with only like 10 touches a game beforehand. So um, DeAndre Swift, I still have him up high. If he comes back and he's still getting that same workload, you know, a couple weeks after he's back and healthy, might have to start moving him down. But for now, I still can't get off DeAndre Swift. He's my running back three in value. For me, the best ability is availability. And that dude needs to stay available because he is special when he gets the ball and when he's on the field. Uh, so no argument with, with me on there. He is actually uh, just, uh, he's my running back five, but I, I, I don't feel good. Like when you get, we're getting into that, that running back range where you just, you just don't feel great. So I'm going to, I'm going to give you my next pick and it is one Trey Lance. And this is, this is my last quarterback forever. Uh, I know he's hurt. We, we, we've talked about it to ad nauseum in the Heisman chat and the voice chats, but like, you can't drop him any further. Like I, and I debated the only reason he's not above Trevor Lawrence is because Trevor Lawrence is playing right now. Yep. So it's really hard for me to, to, to do this, but for that's the, this is the, the end of the QBs for me. This is it. Yeah, and I think it's because even though he is hurt, he's one of the few guys that we see. Like, we're going to go through, you know, some more quarterbacks here throughout the next two rounds. But he's truthfully one of the only ones that we can see actually making the jump up into that top six, top seven difference-making QB tier. And that's why you still have to value him. You know you're taking the loss on this season on him. But, I mean, do you think Derek Carr is going to jump up into the top six of dynasty quarterbacks ever? There's just no chance that's ever happening. So he's he's – one of the only ones I know we haven't seen it over the first two years. He's going to come back year three though. And he's the only one that I have any faith in of being able to jump and catapult himself up kind of like we saw Jalen hurts do this year. Yep. 100% agree. Like he's, he's one of those guys that can catapult himself and that's, and that's why you still got to believe in that talent and people are going to follow that talent. So yeah. What do you got next? Exactly. We're going to go back. We've, We've been off of him for a little too long. You know, we love our wide receivers here. And so we're going to go back. We're going to go back to him. We're going to go to a, if I can spell, we're going to go to CD Lamb, Dallas Cowboys. Dak's coming back. I know it hasn't been great every single week, but it's Cooper Rush. Um, I think with Dak coming back, you know, these two have, we've seen a good connection out of him. CD Lamb, he's, I still believe he's a really good talent. I know he's never put it together in a full season, but I think he's, Talent, talent-wise, he's up there with these guys. And if the Cowboys, you know, they don't look, they don't look all that bad this year compared to what we thought they were going to be. And they're not looking bad with Cooper Rush. I don't have, you know, I still value Dak up around where you do. So Dak's a good quarterback, and I think he can vault CD Lamb up into a pretty, pretty high-level wide receiver. Yeah, CD, he's still even with Cooper Rush is getting about, I think it's ten targets on average a game. Um, you know. 
how efficient those are vary from game to game, but he's CD still putting up good numbers. Uh, I'm really excited for Dak to get back. See, see this product on the field. Cause that's what we wanted all off season. CD's finally the one, you know, Cooper's gone. So let's see what Dak does. Yeah. I love me some CD lamb. Great spot for him. And back to back picks here. I'm going to go with another young wide receiver. That is Jalen Waddle. He he's electric. I know there is another, another wide receiver in town who is, you know, Tyreek Hill, supreme talent. But Jalen Waddle has shown that he can produce on the same field with Tyreek Hill. He can still break off those long runs. He can still score touchdowns. The only concern I have with Jalen Waddle is who is throwing him the football. Unfortunately, both of his quarterbacks have gotten knocked out with concussions. Tua is practicing. He's on the practice field. He's probably not retiring Uh, if he's practicing probably not retiring so that we can we can erase the Tua narrative of being wiped off uh the the dolphins roster love jalen waddle's talent and and how electric he can be with Tua. so give me some Tua and waddle yep i don't have waddle up that high he's uh he's a little bit lower for me he's behind the guy that i'm actually going to take here at the turn of the first 24 value top 24 valued players going into a hybrid, I guess, running back wide receiver. I don't know if we can really love him. Maybe that's why he's a little bit lower in my ranks compared to some. But Debo Samuel, he is he's on a very well-schemed offense. You know, it may not be fully great this year, but we saw him be, you know, wide receiver over one overall with Jimmy G last year. So, uh, or wide receiver two behind Cup. So Debo Samuel, he's an absolute monster on the field. As long as he can stay healthy, he's going to keep producing like that. And you know, he's he's still young. People people look at him like he's a little bit of a you know, old commodity right now. But I think he should still be up here. Uh, what do we have him at QB or wide receiver eight right now? For me, I, I'm I'm not as high on on Debo. He was my biggest offseason sell. I do not own any more Debo. I did. I felt like last year was his. You know rising to the precipice and it's time to sell like if you had Debo on your roster he stayed healthy finally he's been healthy so far this year he's looked good but um you know it's just it's just one of those things where he I love watching him play football but I hate to watch him play football when he's on my fantasy team because he just runs so hard and with such a reckless abandon that I'm like any given play that guy could go out and with all the running back touches and stuff like that uh, I still have him up here. I think he he's a few slots lower. You know, I think me and you might have Waddle and Debo flip flopped. Probably, but uh, but yeah. So let's 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 stick with wide receivers because this is where we're at right now. Give me Devonte Adams, another old guy producing with his college quarterback, still working some chemistry issues out. Clearly, uh, Hunter Renfro took him out from another monster game. Uh, he had oh. a great game yesterday. But uh, for whatever reason, they couldn't they couldn't run the level route correctly, and the timing was off. Uh, you know, yeah, Devonte got jammed at the line, which threw things off a little bit. But I figured, you know, Hunter Renfro was going to do everything in his power. It looked like he was just kind of blindly running his route. He's like, "This is going to Devonte." So, but yeah, anyways, Devonte Adams is going to be a wide receiver one. Uh, he's got an easy two to three year window with with Carr. He's he's another supreme talent that isn't reliant on speed. That I don't see his his um, skills diminishing because of age. So 
give me Devonte, Devonte over Debo for me by actually like two or three receivers. Okay, yeah, I, I fully understand. He's you know he's up there in the same type of category with the Cup and Diggs. We just haven't seen him produce as well on this Raiders offense as we had seen him producing yep. with Aaron Rodgers, and that's why he's going to slip a little bit here compared to those guys. So. Fully agree with you, though. He's He deserves to be up here in the wide receiver one range, back end wide receiver one in terms of value. We are going to move over from the wide receiver run that we just had, though, and move over to the RB1 so far on this year, Mr. Nicholas Chubb. I, I can't deny what he's putting on the field. If we're going to elevate Saquon Barkley back it up in here to the RB3 overall, I think we have to do the same for Chubb, and he's – he was the only player I had left ahead of ahead of Adams that you just took off ahead of me. So Nick Chubb going here at the fifth highest RB. It doesn't feel good, but I can't deny what they're doing with that offense. And we still have Deshaun Watson coming back to make it even make this offense even better. I couldn't find a way not to get him up here. We usually rank in tiers, so I know it's it's difficult sometimes to put a number to it. And, and you know, I have Christian McCaffrey right here as well. So if you want to throw him on the board, you know, I I actually have Christian uh, above D or above Nick Chubb simply because of the pass catching ability, and you know, similar age. I think CMC is actually even younger, but Nick Chubb is the best running back, pure running back in the NFL. He he never he hasn't really taken a beating. You know, Nick, I love the way Nick Chubb runs, and I feel like he's just going to be a guy that consistently stays in the NFL. You're going to get Deshaun Watson back. It's going to, you know, force defenses to respect the pass and respect the deep ball. So I, I, I can't argue with with what you're going to see from Chubb for the next two, hopefully three years. But um, I do have Christian McCaffrey ju- just ahead of him. So have anybody else ahead of him? Or are you taking CMC here? I'm taking CMC right here. Yeah, give me CMC right here, back to back. Um, that's that was my next pick on the board. Uh, so yeah, Christian McCaffrey again. It's just the passing. It's if he's yeah. healthy on the field, he's unreal. Yeah, and uh, one of the few reasons that I you know have Chubb over McCaffrey just besides the production that we've seen this year is just the instability that he he's going to see in that offense. Now, if he gets traded, and the rumors of him going to the Bills. Yeah, no, this is flip flopping back. <laughs> we're, we're not we're not having that conversation anymore. But <laughs> as as we currently stand today, I'm not going to project him to get traded to the you know perfect destination. So, do still have Chubb over McCaffrey, but can't fault you for wanting the receiving production in our PPR leagues. So, after CMC, I only had one guy again ahead of CMC, and because we're in tight end premium, I don't care again how old he is. It's Travis Kelsey. Can't not can't argue the production that he's putting up, but we keep asking for or projecting for him to start taking a down tier, taking a step back from his elite level production. And he just doesn't do it. So the, I mean, 25 yards and four touchdowns isn't exactly the line I'm expecting <laughs> from Travis Kelsey every time, but it'll get the damn job done. So, uh, I mean, he had seven catches to get it done. You know, I, yeah. If he, if you told me Travis Kelsey had seven catches for 25 yards, I'd be like, that's something's not right. But when you add in the four touchdowns, and I think three of them were within the five yard line, like yeah, it makes sense now. It makes a lot of sense. I and I'm with you. He was actually my very next player. I was going to pick Kelsey if you didn't. So Travis Kelsey, uh, hands down, belongs in that top tier. And and you could argue over the next two years, you might want to take Kelsey over Kyle Pitts. But you know, full on dynasty, yeah, you got to have Pitts over over Kelsey. But 
the the dude's tied to Patrick Mahomes. He's the focal point of that offense. Give me some Travis Kelsey. Yeah, I, honestly, I still I think you have an argument if we're playing in two to three year windows to have Travis Kelsey above Kyle Pitts. I you yep. can't do it because the community that will not value it like that. So even though you're getting that production, I don't think you could value it that way. But um, yeah, I love love Kelsey here in the in the kind of uh, thirty overall range. So who do you got moving into your next pick here at three oh six? We're going back to wide receivers, my man. We're gonna go with DK Metcalf. And I, I have always been a lot higher on DK Metcalf than a lot of people. Uh, this offseason, he was one of my big buys just because people were going to be – I did not expect this from Geno Smith, but people were going to be crapping on DK's quarterback situation. And rightfully so. You know, Coming into this year, no one expected Geno Smith to, to, to be what he is. And DK's produced very, very well. Whether it's going to be Geno Smith for the rest of the year or for the next, you know, next year, I'm comfortable with having DK Metcalf. He is a different animal. Like he belongs higher. It feels like, like he belongs higher, but if he gets a, a quarterback, you know, in the next year or two, or if Geno Smith can stay this efficient, then I have no problem elevating him. Where are you at on DK? I only actually have one wide receiver above him. So I guess it's my next pick. We'll just get right into that one. And I'm going I'm going with the youth. I'm going with the rook. We're going to take uh, Drake London over DK Metcalf. And it's, I, I absolutely love the talents of Drake London. He was my wide receiver one coming out uh, this year in pre-draft process and number one wide receiver in the draft. Um, he's in, with the youth that he has. I know DK Metcalf is young as well, but I think I have a little bit more faith that the Atlanta offense with a brand new quarterback. Cause I do think Geno Smith is probably staying around in Seattle, but uh, with the report that we just saw, you know, Drew Locke might be starting here in the next couple of weeks. Cause he's nipping at the heels of Geno Smith. Hey Pete oh. Carroll, if you're listening, <laughs> stop it. Come on, man. What are we doing? Pete Carroll, what an absolute legend of a human, but no, I, I still have London over Metcalf, but I think they, I think they're back to back in mind. So either way you want to go, I'm going to go with the youth and I'm going to go with what I think the community values a little bit higher. So that's why I chose London over Metcalf, but I don't think you're wrong either way. Yeah. I'm going to keep the wide receiver run going and I'm going to pick Tyreek Hill. Um, I have Tyreek above London. London, I have a little bit lower just because there is going to be uncertainty for him, not just for the remainder of this year. We need a quarterback in Atlanta for, for both Pitt's sake and for Drake London's sake. So I want to see what that product looks like on the field. I want to see who actually goes there. Is it a developmental quarterback? You know, is it someone that is going to step right in and seem like they're going to produce? And with as we've seen with quarterbacks, like we just don't know. Like we just don't know what these guys are going to be as they come into the league. So I'm a little bit lower on Drake London. It's still in my top 12, but I, I have Tyreek higher than him. And, and I don't think you can argue with what Tyreek has done so far with Tua. Uh, everyone was wondering if Tyreek could thrive without Patrick Mahomes. And, and clearly those two can both be successful without each other. Uh, so I was getting a lot of crap in the offseason for Tyreek Hill, the, the love that I had for him. And I'm very happy I stuck with my guns on that. He, he's he's definitely proven me right so far. Yeah, as long as I think once Tua comes back and if he comes back to the level yep. that he was playing at, you know, I think it, him and Adams are probably right next to each other. You just have a little bit of question at the quarterback position right now with the, you know, uh, Skyler 
playing that quarterback. I don't really don't really like that situation. But uh, no, I think if Tua gets back in there, Tyreek Hill being up here, it's kind of like those. He's in that group of old vets that are just going to produce for the next couple of years and produce well for your team. So don't hate it at all. I am going to move us back into the running back position. We're going to go for another vet at the running back position. Austin Eckler up here at our RB six, seven overall, seven overall. Good for you. I see the claps coming for me. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's just production, right? Like, He's a he's a wide receiver. He's a receiving back, so he should have a longer shelf life in the NFL. He's attached to a really good offense with Justin Herbert and the Chargers over there. He finally got his touchdowns here in the last couple of weeks, and so uh, he's he's just a great running back. I know he's old. He's a little bit older, but I'll take the production while it's there. Yeah, I'll, I'll pick another old running back right after you with Joe Mixon. Um, I do have Eckler ahead of him, uh, so I love the pick there. Uh, he Eckler. With him, it was the touchdowns. You know, he was still running back 13 without, you know, going in, I think, to the past two weeks, and everyone was kind of thinking Eckler is dead. Oh, my goodness. He's he's not getting the production we want. He's not getting, you know, the, the touchdowns. He's going to find his way to the end zone. He's not going to probably have 20 touchdowns again like he did last year, but he's going to find the end zone. Don't worry about that. And Joe Mixon here, this one scared me. You know, this one – it is a little bit of a, a risk because he's at 2.7 yards of carry. You know, I guess this last game he did, you know, have a little bit of a breakout. That running game looked a lot better and that needs to continue. But he's going to get the volume. They're going to throw him the football and he's going to find the end zone as well. Same kind of issues that Eckler had, but, uh, you know, more volume on the ground base for me. So I had to take Joe Mixon here. Yeah, I only have one other running back ahead of Joe Mixon, who we'll get to here in a bit. But I think I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be making some picks that are gonna come off your board a little bit later. And this one is one of my probably spiciest picks on the board. We're gonna get back to the quarterback position, and I bet it's not gonna be a quarterback that you're thinking it's going to be. Kirk Cousins is going to be my next quarterback off the board, and it's simply because out of all of the aged vets right now, he's the best one out of them so far he's producing at a back end qb1 rate and compared to russell wilson Derek carr i know Dak prescott's hurt but he's a hell of a lot better than stafford or any of the other guys up there right now and so this is where i have to start throwing in my old old quarterbacks and kirk cousins is the best of them right now i i have kirk cousins here in in the fourth round uh you know in, in the in the top 48 still but I can't argue anything you just said. I mean, he's the one doing it. Like, you know, talking about guys you wanted to tear down to in the offseason. Like, Kirk Cousins was one of them, but he was below what you saw with Stafford last year, what we hoped Russ would be with Denver. So, yeah, he was just kind of the, the non-sexy name. But, uh, hey, I, I can't fault you for for wanting to put him up here. It is super flex. That quarterback value is important. Um, I'm going to shift us right back to wide receivers because I feel like T Higgins has fallen way too far. Um, so I do have T Higgins right here and I do want him to leave. <laughs> I hope he, I hope for, for our fantasy sake, I hope he leaves Cincinnati. I hope they aren't able to re- bring him back. You know, it's one of those things where Jamar chase or T Higgins has the week and it's one of the two. They They will have a great week for you. 
but I, I want that consistency. You know, that's what I look for in my wide receiver ones. And and he's a very talented player. He's looked incredible in Cincinnati, even even alongside a guy like Jamar Chase. He's still able to produce. But I I, I hope he leaves for his own fantasy sake for for that value to skyrocket. Yeah, and I just can't. I bet there's some people screaming at us watching this and why oh, yeah. the hell is T Higgins still on the board? Uh, you know, all those people putting him up there at wide receiver six in this off season. Uh, yeah. I bet they're not too happy right now, but the, the consistent production just isn't going to be there while he's on this offense. And truthfully, it might not be there for chase either. So I, I'm not going to play the hope and wait game to see where he goes in the future. Uh, I, I'm just going to take the production of other guys ahead of him that I believe will produce more right now. And I do have a couple of other guys ahead of Higgins, though, a couple of other Ooh. positions. We're going to go back to the quarterback position, and I think I'm going to be hammering quarterbacks here for a little bit. We're going to go to my next favorite vet of the quarterback position and Derek Carr. Oh. It hasn't been pretty, but it looks a hell of a lot better if Devontae Adams catches that touchdown last week. So, um, Very true. Yeah, so his stat, his stat line would look a lot better. You know, probably jump up a couple spots in the overall fantasy standings as well. He's just the next quarterback that I have the most faith in that he can be the QB 14 week over week. So he's the next quarterback that I had lined up in this position. Yeah, I can't can't argue with what Derek Carr has done um, with Devontae Adams. It's going he's going to have the opportunity every single week. They they do have Waller if he can be healthy. So there are some question marks around Derek Carr, but that's the tier you're in. Uh, you know, I'm I'm actually have Russ right next, uh, right after the I had him after Cousins because I have Cousins up here, but I I can't I can't just disregard everything Russ has done in his career. I it hasn't been pretty. I can't debate that. But like Russell Wilson with that team, Javante's hurt. Garrett Bowles now, you know, their left tackle is injured. I do think it's going to be a struggle this year, but Russ isn't going anywhere anytime soon. They're they're going to figure it out. I don't know if Nathaniel Hackett is the guy for this offense, but Russell Wilson will figure it out. I have full faith in him. It's just, it's been a rough year. It's been a rough year for this tier of quarterbacks. It's looked, it's looked damn rough. I have, one other QB ahead of him, and it's a little bit of projecting, but I, I'm with you that the historical production for us has been great, but until I see it in Denver, I have to tank him a little bit further than what you have on your board. But like I said, it's only one. It's going to be my next pick. We're, we've consolidated our quarterbacks into a pretty pretty similar group <laughs> here, it seems like. So I'm going to go with the guy who's coming back off the injury. It's connected to our you know, two top 24 wide receivers. It's Tua Tagovailoa for me. We saw the blow-up game this year. Uh, what was that, week two against the Ravens? So we know he can put up the numbers, and he's kind of the guy that I consider all of these eight old age vets with. So I think he can produce up with them, and he has the youth. So not still not ahead of Cousins or Carr for me, but I have jumped Tua over Russ with Russ's production so far this year. It's just looked bad, and I, I would not be doing this if we did not have the report coming out that Tua is practicing already. I don't care. Like, I am not in on Tua. I know he had the one game, and, and yeah, it's the, oh, he can do it. You know, that, that, that's a possibility. He's, that was a career game 
469 yards and six touchdowns is not going to happen again for Tua. He might improve, but from the other three games that we've seen or two games and you know two and a half that we've seen, it hasn't been great from Tua. It's just been pedestrian average Tua Tagovailoa that we've seen all of last season. Uh, I don't love it, but again, we're in that quarterback range where you know a guy you want to take a chance on is a guy that has two weapons that we have in our top, what, you know, 35 players, 30 players. So yeah, if you have Tyreek and Jalen Waddle there, I can't fully fault you, but man, I have a tough time buying into a guy that we've seen one game from. It's it doesn't feel great. <laughs> I'm right there with you. I'll feel great. But at QB 14, there's just a vast void of quarterbacks from QB like 10 to QB 20. It's just a vast void of quarterbacks who are all almost roughly the same. Two my next, just the guy who came up. <laughs> yeah, my my next guy, like I I debated between a quarterback here and the guy who has had like the fall from graces. I have to put Najee Harris here finally. Like, I was right there with you. He was my next one too. Najee was a top 10 valued. He was, he was the running back two coming into the season. And we're like, Oh, volume based. And ah, he's going to get the, he's going to get the targets. And you know, the foot injury definitely seems like it's bothering him um, more than, than they're leading on to believe is what I'm choosing to believe. We all knew the offensive line was going to be bad, but it has not been great for one Najee Harris. Yeah, hopefully with you know Kenny Pickett, maybe he can take a step forward pretty quickly. I know his next couple of weeks are pretty rough, so we probably won't see a bounce back from this offense until after they face these good defenses coming up here. But yeah, I I honestly thought that I was going to be taking Najee well ahead of you, and it looks like we're both tanking him down. It's just so hard. It, I, I have him over Mixon yet. I think that's my only difference is I still have him over Mixon, which is the youth youth side of things, and he's still yeah. fantastic catching. Uh, catching running back is I still think even with Kenny Pickett in there is probably going to be seeing his five, six targets a week. So I have him a little bit higher in terms of positional value, but it's pretty close where I have him and the overall value. It's It's been a true fall from grace for my RB2 this offseason. Where do we have him at right now? What RB, what do we have on the board? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, RB9. Eight, nine. Jeez. RB9. <sighs> it's absolutely it's tough man I love love me some Najee Harris but it's been a fall from grace but we're gonna go into my next pick it's gonna be the opposite way for this guy this guy has come onto the scene he's he was actually already on the scene we just didn't want to believe it was actually true it's Amon Ross St. Brown and this is I probably wouldn't personally have him exactly up this high but the community value on him is absolutely insane and he is the he is the alpha of this offense right now. And Jared Goff hasn't looked all that bad throughout the first five weeks, at least when Amon Ra's been on the field. Um, I know they put up that goose <laughs> goose this last week. So hopefully, you know, Amon Ra, they, I think they got the bye this week, come, come back off of that in the week seven. Amon Ra St. Brown, he's he's a true he's a true elite wide receiver, I think, and he's going to keep producing like that. So I don't have any problem bringing him up all the way, all the way here to where we have him. I'm glad you took him off the board here because I, I had a big debate and I, I kind of felt bad putting him down because he was my next pick as well. But I had him, I was discussing like Avonra or Aramanra or T Higgins. And I just, I probably should switch the two to be honest with you as I look at it. But yeah, 
supreme talent, great target share. He's obvious. It's obvious he can do it with everyone on the field. I want him to get healthy, and he can definitely be a guy that elevates himself into the top six if he can keep this up and and do this, you know, for for the full year. Or if they get a quarterback, like if right. they get a better quarterback than Jared Goff, like Amonra or Amonra still has the ability to to elevate himself from where where he's at right here. And um, we we have him a lot lower than consensus. Still wide receiver seven on keep trade cut. Yeah, we, uh, love That's love the high. talent, love what he's done, but man, yeah, it's just a bit too high for me right now. Um, I am going to go into a uh, a, a quarterback that I'm sure you're probably not going to be too fond of, but I just I don't think he's retiring. I don't think he's dead. But Matt Stafford, it's it's just the elbow for me, and it's it's going to be a problem for him this year. Like it really is. Matthew Stafford is going to have this elbow issue all year and it's not going to be pretty. Interestingly enough, you say that I didn't like him. He was my next pick on the board. Okay. So we were both there. We, we both tanked him down a pretty good amount from probably where we had him at the beginning of the off season. He hasn't performed well at all. It's been, it's been gross. Uh, He does have that elbow issue. And it looks like it's playing an effect on him. Absolutely refuses to, uh, he also has a problem with his eyes and not seeing Allen Robinson. So that hurts the offense. He'd rather see, uh, you know, Tyler Higby and his brick hands drop the ball five times a game than throw the ball to Allen Robinson. So, you know, maybe, maybe Sean McVay can uh, give him some pointers and tell him who to throw the ball to a little bit more or something, but whole offense has been great. I think, what was it? I saw today, the Chicago bears have scored more points than the uh, Rams so far this season. And we beat oh. that offense. You could not have told me that, and I would have believed. Like, if you would have put money that the Bears would have, uh, you know, more points on offense than than the Rams at this point in the year, I, I'd laugh at you. Like Allen Robinson, like you said, just a supreme disappointment. And unfortunately, we're at that point in the year where I don't see it getting any better. Like, it's just one of those things. Like, it is what it is. And Stafford just has the rapport with with Cup. That offensive line is awful they they can't block for anything Stafford keeps holding the ball too long but there's hope for the future I don't I don't think it's you know nail in the coffin hopefully yeah hopefully it's not fully dead we've got another guy here that's attached to one of the quarterbacks that I thought was going to be spicy but apparently not all that spicy we're gonna go with his running back uh, Kirk Cousins running back Dalvin Cook here in the middle of the fourth it's another thing where, you know, I know he's older, but he's attached to a pretty good offense right now. And he's, we had some concerns with his usage coming into the season. We, it's, it's looked a lot better over the last couple of weeks here, though. So Dalvin Cook is my next highest running back here in the middle of the fourth. I'm going to just keep a run going here because I actually have a run uh, of, of running backs, but I have Javante. Uh, Javante has, you know, he's injured. I, I get it, but he's 22 years old. You know, I, I know how we view these positions and his value is eventually going to come back. He's eventually going to step foot on the football field again. And, you know, he's going to be he's going to be a, a good a good player again. Like, I just don't have any doubt about it. It just takes time. And, and so when you're looking at like this range of running back and this range of where we're at, I'm willing to take my bet on Javante just just because he is so young and he has that ability to come back. 
Yep. And I, with, with the injury that he's got, I actually don't, didn't even have him in my top four rounds. So yep, fair. I, I, have other, I have two other guys above him and guys I'm probably fine with just pivoting off of if I do own Javante anywhere. So it's just the injury. We know he's going to be out for a long time and we know that value is going to stay flat. So I'm going to put my, going to put my stock into some other guys here at this round of this round of the picks we're going to move it back over into our wide receiver position though probably for the next two picks of mine since you said you're on a little rb run i'm on a little wide receiver run and a guy who's disappointed this year with the quarterback that we thought was going to elevate him michael Pittman, has been probably hindered by the performance of matt ryan so far this season compared to carson wentz maybe they wish they could have a take back he's on that one although Carson Wentz still probably hasn't been much better unless he's thrown to Diami Brown. So Michael Pittman here uh, is my second last wide receiver cracking in my top 48 value players in dynasty. Yeah. Y- Yolo Wentz. I, I know they wish they had him back. It, it has not been pretty. Pittman has been hurt. So there's been, there's been some, some different factors at play. That very first game looked incredible. We all thought, Oh my goodness, Michael Pittman and Matt Ryan, this is going to be incredible for the full season. And it's just, it, took a shit so uh, but I, i'm with you i have michael Pittman up here as well uh, my my next player is going to be one derrick henry you know same same kind of concept of these old guys i i, I apologize alvin kamara alvin kamara first okay yeah uh, first so sorry screwed it up for us but yeah alvin kamara just because of the pass catching ability his age um hopefully they don't continue to slam him into the a gap but he can do it all like he, that's the the best part of of Alvin is he can do it all. And yeah, he's going to have a six game suspension most likely next year, but I kind of bake that into his value. I do think he could be a riser that's up there in that Eckler mix and range when healthy and when on the field. Yeah. I, I don't have it up in my top 48. It's mostly because of that suspension uh, coming here next year and the, you know, usage we've seen so far this season you know he did have the blow up game last week but you know he's still he's he's a do-it-all guy but he's the second do-it-all guy on that team because Taysom Hill no, I'm not I'm not going that far we're not putting Taysom Hill above so we're not doing that kill the episode we're done I'm out <laughs> let's wrap it up with these two final picks though my next one is going to be another wide receiver who's producing on an elite offense tied to the GOAT Mike Evans is going to be my wide receiver here. Um, Godwin, you know, we still have him come back off the injury. You know, he does have the youth, but we don't know whose quarterback's going to be for the future. So I'm just going to take the thousand yard and eight touchdown guy who he's been for the last eight seasons, consistent Mike Evans. You know, had to get a Texas A&M guy in there, maybe too. Maybe that was a little bit of it, but no. Maybe. I, I do just love Mike Evans. Uh, love, love what we've seen from him on the field so far. Even when this offense hasn't looked great, Mike Evans still produced. Yep, no arguments here. Uh, I, I do like him. He's not in my top 48. I, I, I do have Chris Godwin actually ahead of him. Um, I have Deontay ahead of him as well. Uh, to wrap this up, I will finish off with with Derrick Henry just because I, he's a freaking animal, man. I, I know that when we're looking at – when you're looking at positional value, when you're looking at player value, like he's going to put up more points than any of these guys in this range. Like he just is. I just don't know if he's going to be doing it for more than – two years <laughs> yeah exactly but it's hard to not have the rb4 overall so far through five games not to be a league right yep. so uh fully understand maybe we even maybe he deserves a little bit of a bump too but it is hard not to not to bring that age into account 
before we get out of here, let's wrap up with how many guys do you got left that we did not pick here in the top 48? So I have the ones that we missed. I'm just going to list them off real quick. So I have Deontay Johnson, Chris Godwin, and then I do have Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson. Okay, and that, yes. that pretty much wraps it up. You're on a little bit more of the youth. I went a little bit more of the running backs. So I have three guys that we did not pick. I have Damian Pierce, actually, one spot ahead of Derrick Henry. Uh, doesn't feel great, but the community absolutely loves this dude. So I'm, yeah, I'm going to go with a little bit of the community value. And if he continues to produce at his, his rate that he's producing at so far, he's going to easily be up here by this point or by this point next season or in startups next season uh then i did have derrick henry and then closed out mine with a final quarterback just because i wanted to get one more quarterback in there aaron Rodgers. um he's he's still that hasn't looked as great you know with Devontae adams leaving but he's still a quarterback still highly valued if he can get us you know hopefully he doesn't retire after this year and he's probably worth a top 48 value pick and as we as we wrap this up i do i know we're we're over an hour i, I don't want to go too much longer but like looking at the board here, now that we have everything set, like what are what are some of the trends you've noticed? What is something that's kind of stood out to you that may have surprised you through through this? And I know I kind of put you on the spot for this, so I'll kind of tell you what mine was. I mean, obviously the 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 quarterbacks were like one of the biggest things for me where I realized like we have the top six with you know, I'm gonna go top seven even and I put Watson because he can teeter between the two two tiers. And then you have Burrow and Dak. And then there's like a bigger gap where you have the T-Laws, the Lances and, you know, Cousins. And it's just it just gets so gross at quarterback. Yeah, uh, not my takeaway. I kind of uh, kind of saw this one coming in, but uh, I, <laughs> I couldn't even put I couldn't even put Lawrence in there. So like uh, just telling you where I had Lawrence, yeah. I had Lawrence down there in that bottom right hand corner with the Cousins, Wilson and Carr tier. OK, I, um I need to see more from Lawrence. I know we saw some couple couple good weeks at the start of the season, but I still haven't seen enough to vault him up into the tier with Burrow and Dak. Um, other than the fact that the, you know, I should probably bump him up a little bit higher just because of the community value with him, but I, I can't bump him up personally in my own value so far yet. I think the biggest takeaway from me here, look at that first round and there's no green. It's uh, It's a different world. It's a different world we live in right now than the start of even last year's startups. I mean, you probably had three, four running backs in the top round of uh, top round of ADP, and it's just not the case anymore. So looking at the final, I'm going to go pull up Adiko's ADP. So actually, the only one we did have at the top was Jonathan Taylor at the 105, and then it was Najee Harris and Christian McCaffrey at the 201 and the 202. Okay. So very close to being very close to being up there, but no running backs in the top 12 and it's it's the shift we've seen it's the shift that we're trying to you know get people to kind of take a look at and we think it's probably the right way to move forward and then last one here just mark andrews above kyle pitts if anybody told you that halfway through this offseason i don't think anybody would be believing you kyle pitts is the wonder child but not producing gotta drop him yeah i uh i i was a bit surprised how many running backs that I ended up putting in my own ranks and even that, that ended up on this, you know, I know the age aspect, but it's just, those guys are going to produce. And if they're healthy on the field, those guys are going to produce for you. The problem is, as you see with Najee, one injury, lack of production, their value plummets so freaking much. 
and that's all it takes. Javante, uh, you know, he was up there in the second round, you know, by a Deco ADP. And, and now here I have him. You said he, he wasn't even in your top 48. I had to put him in here because I'm looking at these aging running backs and you know, I'm looking long term, but it doesn't feel great. So all it takes is one little hit for for those running backs to plummet. You know, Monra has his injury and he's still up here in the in our top 48. In fact, he probably would be higher if he would have been playing, you know, fully healthy the last few games. So that that wide receiver value is going to stick around. You see 29 year olds. We got Cooper Cup in the first. We got Diggs in the second, you know. Devonte Adams, like the staying power is there for four wide receivers. Yep. They're just your warp difference maker guys. And we're going to have a lot of those wide receivers above a lot of the running backs compared to, you know, conventionally we probably would have had a lot more of these running backs moving up into the first early second. And now they're back into the, you know, 20 twenties in terms of overall value. So um, I know this probably isn't what a lot of people would have for the running backs, but we're hopefully we're on the right side of this trend of moving these running backs down a little bit. And then just a reminder real quick before we wrap out here, you know, it's not a true mock draft. I know we've been using pick values and stuff like that. This is just pure values of the players. We're not trying to build teams here. We're not doing any of that. So right. uh, just start close, close to our overall rankings right here. We will do the mock draft next week. So if you are interested, let us know. Um, hit us up in Discord. You can find us there in Destination Debbie, or you can uh, at us on Twitter. Figure out a way to get in touch with us. We we do need active people for that, and that will be a true eight-round mock of where we're at uh, with, with these valleys. And I think that's going to be a lot of fun. So any last things before we go, Cody? No, man, it was good to get live for the first time. I think oh, it went, yeah. I think it went pretty well. And so uh, also good to, you know, and I, we said this not isn't a true mock draft, but uh, this is the fantasy draft room. We got to do some drafts every once in a while. So um, <laughs> we'll be kind of did one to, or kind of did one today. We'll do one next week. And uh, yeah, man, break us out of here. All right. Well, thanks so much again for joining us here in the fantasy draft room. <laughs>